Loma Linda, 10.50 a.m., the station that leaves no listener behind. Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. On today's show, Scott visits with head of equine studies at the University of Montana Western, Oily Else. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you're listening to us on the radio on KCAA, the NBC affiliate out in California, or watching our podcast on one of our platforms, we really appreciate it. Today, we have a very special guest. Oli Ailes is on the show today. She's a two-time National Rodeo Coach Collegiate of the Year. She's in the Montana Cowboy Hall of Fame, and she's also Chair of Equine Studies at the University of Montana Western. Oli, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, Scott. I, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm glad to get to see you again. Absolutely. So Oli and I had the pleasure of meeting Oli at, at the in Montana and Dillon, Montana at the uh, University of Montana Western and with uh, the Montana Center for Horsemanship, the conference um, not too long ago, of Horse, Human and Nature. And that was just such a special deal. You were on a panel and I got to do my thing and, and I met you there and I was really honored to meet you. So thanks for coming on. Well, thank you, Scott. And you were the host. And that was that's a, a big thing to be the host. Thank you and, so uh, much. A lot, of, a lot of people there and you kept the discussion going. So that was really a good thing. Thank you. It was just such an honor. I'll tell you what, I just enjoyed myself so much. I sure did. So so let's start with the obvious question. So where did you get your nickname? Oli? Well, my real name is Iola. And there's a lot of vowels in Iola and a lot of vowels in Oli. And uh, my little brother couldn't say Iola, so the best that came out was Oli, and that stuck. There you go. <laughs> and so I've had it. I've had it for a long time. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. And everybody knew you, and just people would wait to say hello to you. And it has to be such a special feeling. Well, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Yes, absolutely. So, so being a two-time, you know, collegiate national coach of the year, did you, when you were... Did you ever plan on that? Or how did you get to that level and being in the well, Hall of Fame? It was um, <clears throat> kind of kind of default. I, I ended up with the program as the faculty advisor. And uh, we had a heck of a run. Uh, we did really well. I'm real excited, Scott. I have with me, and I'm, I'm giving it back to him. All but right. I have with me. I don't know if you can see it. But this is uh, the Pendleton number for Ruger Piva. And he won the Pendleton Roundup in uh, 2017. And he gave me his actual number and it says letter buck right on there. Oh my and goodness. I'm giving it back to him and I'm going down to watch him. He made it to his first national finals rodeo. Oh my so, yeah. goodness. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. Um, so I, I retired from rodeo in 2018 mm -hmm. and uh, uh, have been uh, the liaison with the natural horsemanship program all the way through. And I still do a lot of the advising and uh, meet with the recruits when they come to Western. And you were talking about a potential student that might yeah, be coming several. to visit. Yeah. Well, she'll meet with Eric and I Wonderful. and uh, tell them about our program and tell them what we do. And it's, it's a one of a kind program. And I'm so excited to be 
a part of it. And I'm, as we would say in the horse world, Scott, I'm getting long in the tooth, but <laughs> I'm still, um, I'm so proud of watching this program grow. So I've had two loves. I've had um, the rodeo team. And uh, when I retired, I started putting everything I could into the horse program. That, that's just yeah. just wonderful. And I can't yeah. wait to talk about all that. That's why I was so excited to have you on the show. So growing yeah. up, were you involved in rodeo or is this? Um, I grew up over the hill and we're in the southwest corner of Montana. And okay. over the hill is um, there's a little place in Idaho called Tendoy, Idaho. And I'm from Tendoy. And my mother was um, the postmaster and had a general store. And we had some uh, sheep and horses. And so I, I was I always loved horses. I'm, I'm one of those horse lovers. Absolutely. And so it uh, wasn't, uh, and, and then I got in, I got into rodeo. I was a, a former Miss Rodeo Idaho. And uh, we went on and I came to school in Dillon. Uh, loved Dillon, uh, loved uh, University of Montana Western. Back then it was Western Montana College. And um, after I received my master's, I came back and I taught here at Western. And so when uh, I met Mr. William Kriegel and he was talking to me about uh, this thing he called natural horsemanship. And I wasn't quite sure, <laughs> Scott, I won't lie to you. I wasn't quite sure what it was. I'd been to a Ray Hunt clinic and uh, you know, I'd done a few things like that. And I thought, well, you know, I want to see what he wants to do with this. And he said, you know, I'd really like to have a degree in this. And at first, you know, Williams, Mr. Kriegel's a visionary. And at first I thought, what would a degree in natural horsemanship look like? Right. But it is um, a Bachelor of Science in natural horsemanship with option areas. And we have option areas uh, in science. A lot of kids go on and become veterinarians. Uh, we have an option area in business and many of our students get a double major and their life might change. They might be in the horse world. As you and I both know, it's a 24 seven world. Absolutely. Um, sometimes your life changes, you have a family, but they've got the business degree to fall back on as well. A lot of our students do that. We also have uh, a psychology option and we have a lot of kids that take that and they work in equine assisted psychotherapy. And then we have um, to uh, the instruction area and we're finding out more and more that our students are going out there and they're actually teaching horsemanship and teaching people how to work with horses. And there's a real need for that. And I, I, was, uh, I was really surprised, but there's a huge need for that in the industry. And actually, we had talked to the American Quarter Horse Association, and they said to us, you know, um, we had a meeting with them. And they said, this is an area we need people that, can, that are actually going to teach. And so that's when we added the instruction option, and we have a lot of, a lot of students that take that. Very. And they're, they're placed immediately. So, I, you know, I, I mean, there's so. a market. A absolutely. And y'all were the first in the country, I believe, to teach natural horsemanship yes. with a program like that. Yeah. Yes. This is the only program in the country. And we have kids, um, students that, you know, a lot of them maybe will take business with 
with just the management option. Right. And right. we have we have students that have graduated with um, one of our students that took just the management option, and I was so excited. Uh, is Taylor Nargay, and Taylor is uh, one of the marketing people for Ariat. And he's doing really, really amazing. One of our other students, uh, Megan Nargang, his sister, uh, Megan Taylor now, uh, she's with AQHA on membership. And so, you know, um, our kids have gone all over the place. And we have this last, let's see, two years ago, we had four of our students make it into vet school at Washington State. Wonderful. And uh, last year we had two. And, you know, for, for a small college, I mean, we're getting kids into vet school every year as well. Productive yeah. college. Productive. Yes. Um, yeah. My own daughter's a veterinarian. So, yeah. 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 Congratulations. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So, so Lazant's method, is that part of the natural horsemanship program? Uh, what did you ask me, Scott? The Lazant's method? Um, you know, it sure is. And uh, the Lazant's method, uh, William actually developed this method, Mr. Kriegel. Right. Right. And um, we teach, it, it's um, based on, you know, it's based on uh, all of the clinicians over the years, um, you know, basically the Dorrances or Ray Hunt, uh, you know, all the way through, there's, um, we've established the Lassance method and we follow, we follow that. And then we put a huge emphasis to Scott on herd behavior. Um, and, and that's, uh, William has uh, had a book that was translated in France, a little tough to read in French. So yeah, yeah, thank sure. goodness, thank goodness <laughs> he, he translated it. And, uh, we use, we use that book for my herd behavior class. And, you know, you and I've talked about the horse sale that we have. Absolutely. And so what we did, um, Let's see, I think this will be our 12th sale. Uh, we were invited by Montana State University to participate in uh, a cult sale that they had. Well, we didn't have any donations. We didn't have any colts. This was at Christmas time and Eric and uh, Hoffman, our lead instructor, were like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> so I called um, Don Harrington uh, at that point in time. Don was, I had, timed a lot of rodeos and Don was a rodeo announcer. Don and Shirley, Shirley, very dear friends. And I called Don and visited with him and he said, oh yeah, I'll donate a colt and we'll get started. And we went to the Holland Ranch and we, uh, Chad and Verna Hall had donated some horses. And then we went and uh, Cal and Berkey Herb donated horses. And so we had these donors and we, we have lots more now, but at first we started out with three donors. Oh wow. And yeah, it was it was a it was a big thing, and we actually have a class. We call it sales preparation one and two. We're on the block system, Scott, and um, with the block system, a lot of our students will take a morning block, and then they're double blocking with the sales prep class, working on their colts. So we get the colts uh, usually around the first of October, right? And the the people bring them all in, and then they bring their papers in. The students do all this. We have a class that uh, coincides with this. It's called events management. And one of the instructors, uh, Melanie South, teaches uh, the events management. And I help her out a little bit here and there. But um, basically, uh, what we do 
is the students, they do everything. They do every part of it. They do the catalog, uh, they compile the papers, they write the descriptions on the horses. We put on this event with the sales prep class and with the events management class. And it's one of the best teaching experiences uh, that you could possibly have because uh, you're putting on a major event. Last year, we had about 450 people that attended. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, well, you know, and it was our first year in the new center, the Montana Center for Horsemanship. It was our first year in there. Beautiful the place. Center. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's been a work in progress, Scott. Absolutely. Every year it gets better. Yeah. You know, but uh, we were just happy to get bathrooms. So I won't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> get a little oh, bit of heat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But but going back on with this, um, so. Our donors have stayed with us. Mm -hmm. uh, we go out with the herd behavior class. We get to meet the mares. We observe the foals. We get to watch the yearlings. We get to watch the two-year-olds. We get the three-year-olds in sales prep. We get to help wean. We get hands-on experience, uh, writing descriptions, taking photographs for AQHA. Um, you know, this is in herd behavior actually you know, getting to watch uh, a mare and a foal at the most stressful time of their life. Uh, right. You know, the baby being weaned, the mare losing the baby. And so a lot of hands-on experience and it all ties together. Our culminating event is the horse sale. And this year it is April 2nd at the Montana Center for Horsemanship and it starts at one o'clock. Wonderful. So yeah, we're, we're really excited. But, you know, it's funny how it just all worked out with the natural horsemanship program. And there are some wonderful horse herds in uh, Beaverhead and Madison County that are real close. Wow. All, that's all registered quarter horses. Yeah. Scott will be right back with more from Oily Else. Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Today, we're going to talk about something I'm really passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. Those that don't, now you know I do. And we've been working on this for several months and we, we wanted to get it just right. And we don't put our name on anything unless we feel 100% certain it's, it's the best product we can get. And uh, we, we've done it. I really believe we've done it. We've created a coffee line, 13 great flavors. I'm gonna show you three of them. We have K-Cups in all 13 flavors. Here's a Jamaican Me Crazy. It's a, just a really great coffee. Everyone has great logos. It has a brand, the same brand that's on our horses, our trailers. You know that brand means something and we wouldn't put it on here if it wasn't good coffee. We have whole bean. This is a great Honduran blend and uh, it's a whole bean coffee. We have whole bean in all 13 flavors. And then we have a ground coffee. Uh, this is a really great one. My wife and I really like this a lot. Loved it. So we named it after our daughter, Hayes Blend. Everyone has the packaging and the logo of the show, our brand. And I hope you like it. I, I really believe you will. And we're going to have more flavors coming out soon. We're going to have the pumpkin spices, and then we're going to go to peppermint after that. And please send us your suggestions as well. You can find it at cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Think coffee shop. Cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Thank you so much. So when we talked the other day, you were in the field with students winging horses. 
So, and what can you explain um, to maybe somebody listening that's never been around horses? What does winging a horse mean? Uh, what was, what was I doing, when, when, you, when we taught you were in the pasture and y'all were winging horses, y'all were separating them. Oh, off. we were winging. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, you know, you and your and your Texas accent. Yeah, I, I do have an accent. <laughs> but, you know. Well, anyway, um, we're we're uh, we were invited by Mark Harrington, who mm-hmm. was. Uh, one of our founding founding families, Don Harrington and Shirley, uh, we went up to the Grasshopper, which is out uh, out in the big hole. We went up to the Grasshopper, and it's probably twenty to thirty miles from campus. And Mark ran all the mares in, and we separated the mares and the colts. And then um, Mark called the mares down, or, or you know, turned the mares back out and hauled the babies over to the, the ranch and we've gone and checked on them, uh, you know, to see how they were doing and if they were eating. And it, it gives our students a chance um, to really see just how stressful weaning is when you take the baby away from the mama. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was, it's, it's a great experience, but we're, it's, we were up in the hills and it's, um, uh, you know, Mark had to had to run them in, and uh, you know, big, a lot of big country out there. But it it gave our students a chance to. We wormed his mares. Uh, we had the opportunity to worm his mares. We took uh, pictures for AQHA. They want you know the four views: the front, the side, the back, uh, and then complete descriptions on all the paperwork. It was a great hands-on experience. But basically, weaning is separating. Uh, the full from the mother. So, so with the students, you know, I mean, you immerse them into the industry. Does somebody say if they're listening to us on KCAA or watching our podcast and they're like, I've never been around yeah. horses, you know, can I still go? Or this is something I might look at is, or, I mean, how could they get involved with this program? Well, um, you know, call admissions We're we would love to have you come. Um, you know, this is a hands-on program. And it fits in this block system that I was talking about because, um, you know, you're, you're immersed in the industry. You're actually out in the field learning, learning um, the methods that different people use. Uh, and it's not everybody that gets a chance to be uh, where you've got a lot of experienced horsemen that can actually teach you, you know, and um, that's... Uh, that's so important to have, you know, some of the people that have been in the industry uh, tell you what the, the pros and cons of raising, of raising horses. I mean, you know, there's injuries, there's all sorts of things. And so we're looking at um, trying to handle everything uh, low impact, um, trying to make sure that nothing's injured or hurt. And back to your question, how do people come? Uh, call us. Call us. Uh, I'm Ole Else, University of Montana Western, Eric Hoffman. You know, we're both here and uh, give us a call and we'll call you back and we'll visit with you about our program because we're really proud of it. I, I, well, you should be. It, is, it really is an incredible program and, and, and the students are just so fun to be around. I, I enjoyed them so much when I was up there, but 
you know, for other people that maybe weren't as fortunate as we were growing up in the industry, it, you know, being getting that welcome into the industry with that kind of education is 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 very strong. It's very beneficial, and it's a great way to get into the horse industry. Right. Um, the the thing that's happened is very few people are teaching this, mm-hmm. and uh, we have the opportunity to literally well. One of the most unique experiences we had, we were out yesterday and we were up at uh, the Jack Hershey Ranch out in the Big Hole. And uh, Brooke Hershey met us there. Um, Brooke, uh, I've known her since she was a baby. And they have a set of uh, bucking horses. And so they're cold-blooded. They're a way, they act way different than a domesticated herd of horses. These have been raised out on a lot of ground, out in the big hole, on a lot of country. And uh, there's been uh, one year, I think, out of this little herd of horses, I think there was uh, 15 15 colts that had just been weaned. And out of that particular herd of horses, believe it or not, one year, nine of them went to the National Finals Rodeo. And there's there's going to be a few of them out of there, too. I know Lunatic Party will be there, you know, that were raised from this herd. So our students have the opportunity to, you know, compare the behavior of the bucking horses and, you know, just just to see how they how they how different they are as far as a herd versus a domestic herd of uh, of uh, Hershey horses that are, you know, and, and they're they're big boned. Um, they've they're uh, run and bred. A uh, lot of uh, you know Peppy Sam Badger and there's um, Spirited Dasher and they they've got some uh, first down dash. They've got some amazing bloodlines, but they've also got really heavy boned horses that can hold up to that kind of country. Right. And they've got good feet, good bone. And, you know, we go visit uh, all these ranches and you get a chance to, you know, see what their breeding program is, see what they're doing with it. And so great opportunity, Scott. Absolutely. Terrific opportunity. A- yeah. Absolutely. And to get a, get to work with you, too, that's that's going to be a special deal. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you and Eric and the whole team up there is just so welcoming. And it's it's a really great opportunity to learn and to enjoy the program, get in the industry. In, in a big way and a network, which is so important. Well, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're, we're excited that we're excited you came up and got to visit with us, you know? Oh, I mean, that's, so that's a big deal to us. Yeah, oh, come on. It was so much <laughs> fun. So so let's talk about you. So uh, all the pictures, you know, I did my research before the show. There's this beautiful <laughs> red jacket and a black cat and, 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 and a cowbell. And yeah. yeah. So where did that come from? Well, um, years ago, you know, I, I'm a real, I, I'm a strong faculty advisor. I was, you know, never that great a hand or anything. I love rodeo, uh, you know, but I, I did everything I did with for fun. But uh, anyway, I ended up being the faculty advisor and I ended up being the rodeo coach for 30 years. <laughs> and yeah. So... So um, I started wearing a red blazer and I started taking a cowbell and I'd ring my cowbell and uh, hence they called me Oli Bells, <laughs> but um, that's that's kind of how it all came about. 
And uh, I know I've had people at the college finals tell me, boy, we missed you. And I'd, I'd say, um, you know, know, what do you miss? And they say, we missed your cowbell. And it, it got to be a joke. Uh, the scoreboard, Rusty uh, Bradbury, uh, he'd steal my cowbell and they they tape it up and they, you know, it was, I was a scorekeeper. So I'd have to ring the cowbell and make sure I got my score in. But in the process of doing all of that, um, cowbells, they're all over the place. There was a lot of them at MSU. Anybody that could steal my bell, it was a big thing. <laughs> and I'm superstitious. So I had to have my cowbell. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So what's it like sitting there and watching one of your former students or somebody that you're really, really close to compete at such a high level? Um, you know, I'm so proud of him, but I think, Scott, I have always demanded that they get a degree. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful to see him compete at a high level, but I'm pretty excited when I get to see him walk, walk across the stage at graduation. That's awesome. And uh, I think I think that's really important. And I believe that you can compete and get a degree. And that was my goal was to, you know, see that they got a degree and and uh, had had an opportunity to go down the road and to compete for University of Montana Western. And we've had um, we just had a student this last year. Jarrett Monroe just got inducted into our uh, Western Hall of Fame. And he was a 2006 Saddleburn champion. And we've got two more coming up. Um, we've got Wyatt Smith uh, that rodeoed for me. Um, he, I know he'll be inducted and Taylor Nargang. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of national champions. Our very first, one of our very first national champions was Sean Davis. And he oh. was... Uh, general manager of the NFR for a long time. And he's a good personal friend and he was a mentor to me. And I was pretty excited, you know, he he uh, always made a point of giving me a call and giving me a few pointers. And so that was important too. Oh, that's wonderful. That's so great. Yeah. So so what's a story from the road, like with the rodeo team? So you're, you're taking your team down the road. What's a funny story? So maybe something behind the scenes that people don't often get to see. <laughs> because you're, you're getting ready for all these events. You have all these, all these university students and, and there's a lot of adrenaline, you know, a lot of excitement. Yeah, there, there is a lot of adrenaline uh, going on. <laughs> I, I always took a van and I traveled with rough stock kids mm -hmm. and uh, we, we always had the rough stock, just, you know, all of the, all of the kids in the rough stock events, uh, they rode with me. And so, uh, over the years, you know, being late, uh, having flat tires, um, you know, getting there right before. Bareback riders want to be there two hours early. And good Lord, uh, you know, when you have car trouble or anything like that, uh, it really throws them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, we, we'd have to be early, early, early. And so that was one of the biggest things is, you know, you get there with the rough stock van and the bull riders weren't that excited about it, but my gosh, you had to have your bareback riders there. Um, we had hundreds of stories over the years. I'm trying to think of, uh, of uh, you know, I think one of the worst things that probably ever happened to me 
And I'm just going to tell you this. Um, J.K. Worth was a two-times national champion for me from St. Anthony, Idaho. And I loved Jake. He won the bareback riding in uh, 99, turned right around, and in 2001, the saddle bronc. And you don't, you don't have, you don't have a two eventer like that very often. And he did an interview with uh, ESPN. And I mean, you know, we've always kind of had a rule of thumb, Scott, that what happens in the van stays in the van. What happens on the road, it stays on the road. Oh, no. Well, he might have told too much in that interview, and it was all about me. And oh. I was uh, I was prowling around one night. I heard some noise, and I was absolutely positive. I was I was up, you know, really thinking if my kids are out and we've got slack at seven o'clock in the morning, boy, I'm gonna. So I went out there, and I probably didn't have on as much clothing as I should have had. And I got locked out of my door. Uh-oh. <laughs> Got locked out of my room and I had to go down in the lobby. And mm. get key. And it wasn't my kids, but I was checking on it because I heard the noise, but it wasn't my kids. Uh, we knew we had to be there at seven o'clock and we were there ready to go. No, but my. it was absolutely, I mean, they told everything about me being locked outside. <laughs> and I walked in on a room of Kids I didn't even know. And then I looked and I thought, oh my gosh, I don't have a lot of <laughs> so that was a problem. That's that a was problem. a terrible problem. And then to have him tell the story on ESPN, I was like, oh, that kid, that kid. That's <laughs> national champion. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, you don't my. want to go. Thank gosh it was early in the morning and there wasn't a lot of people around. Thank you. And goodness. the front desk, the Front desks were really laughing. So, but that was one of the bad ones. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough, especially yeah. being on ESPN. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with Oily Else. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, heard on KCAA, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to cowboyentrepreneur.shop. That's cowboyentrepreneur.shop. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code 
cowboy on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to cowboyentrepreneur.shop to order your coffee today. So, so what is uh, what are the trophies back there? I see a couple of them. One of them matches your jacket. Well, well I have a whole office full of them. Um, yeah, plaques. I was and... just, just going to say some of the ones, well, the ones behind me, um, all the ones on the wall and everything, those are trophies we've won over the years. Uh, this was the 2016-2014 Fall Rodeo Championships. We, we have those. And but the walls are full of kids that uh, competed at Western and went to school here. Um, Flint Rasmussen, that's um, with the PBR. Uh, Flint, Flint was one of our kids. You know, was he? Look at the, uh, look at the walls. Um, Brad Gleason was a 97 uh, steer wrestling champion of the world. We had Ryan Mapston, who won the average at the national finals rodeo. So we have... Uh, Jess Martin. I mean, I just sit back here, Rachel Millimack. I just look at all the kids that rodeoed here that have gone on to the finals. And that's, that's really impressive. But one thing I do want to tell you, Scott, and I don't know if Eric talked about it, but you know, I, I retired from rodeo, but right. the horse kids are my kids too. Sure. And this last year we received a call and they said, um, you know, we're, we're putting on a collegiate virgin, virgin, uh, version of Road to the Horse. And we'd like to have you come. And I'm like, oh, summertime, you know, uh, you've got kids out on internships, you've got kids with jobs, and um, they wanted us to put together a team, a collegiate team. So Eric, it was kind of whoever picked up their phone. <laughs> And so he put together a team, took him down to, um, we went down to Utah, down uh, by Salt Lake, uh, West Jordan, and uh, our kids uh, won the collegiate version of Road to the Horse. So wow. that was, that was a big deal for the summer. You know, I mean, I mean, we really weren't planning on it. We didn't know we were going to be doing it. And it's a huge decided, deal. You know, we'll go. That, that's we a huge took, deal. Yeah, we took um, James Ramirez, um, Jake Christensen, and uh, Katie Ross. And James is from over by Manhattan, Montana. Jake's mm -hmm. from Buffalo, Minnesota. And uh, Katie's Elko, Nevada. So, and, and they did very, very well. That, that's just amazing that um, yeah. you know, did so well and you put it together, but seizing that opportunity. You know, yeah. that's something that I think is so important for anyone listening or watching. Just when you have that opportunity, taking it and yeah. making the most of it, you never know what's going to happen. No, you don't. And we learned so much. Each of the kids, you know, they had a score sheet. Um, they had the opportunity to, you know, to visit with the judges, find out strengths and weaknesses. But basically, it was a two-day event and they started a cult. So, wow. and everybody had their part, you know, everybody groundwork, um, you know, uh, actually getting on the horse, you know, tacking, well, first of all, tacking the horse up and all of that. And, sure. and so that was what they did. And it was, it was a, you know, a really big event for us because we really weren't planning on going to anything like that. And all of a sudden it came about and Eric says, what do we want to do? And we decided we're going. That's awesome. 
I love that so much. And, and, and having the conference there, you took another opportunity and just yeah, made yeah. it so great, you know, with, with, that's the, right. with, with, and, and that, I think that's a lesson for anyone, whether you're in the horse industry or not, just taking that opportunity. Well, you know, if it's, if it's out there, sometimes you seize the moment. So absolutely. there you go. Yeah, a absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, but, so back to rodeo. So, so the sport is growing and, and what do you see for the next 10 or 15 years to help it get even larger and get to more mainstream because it really is growing um, to people that I don't, you know, I wouldn't think would be watching it. The next day they, they might see the hat or the boots and they're like, Hey, did you watch the rodeo last night? Or did you watch this on TV? And, and uh, that's encouraging. Well, I think um, one of the big things, you know, um, last year, I don't think anybody thought they were, we were going to have an NFR. And, uh, you know, they ended up taking it to your great state of Texas. Thank you. And, yes. Yes. They, and I mean, they put on a heck of an event in very short notice. Yes. And this year it's back in Vegas. Um, you know, there's uh, a lot of COVID restrictions. Uh, you know, you have to wear a mask. I know I've been getting all my masks out and getting ready to go. I got you. Um, but I, I, I honestly think that, People are tired of sitting at home. Uh, the one thing the whole family can do is go to a rodeo. You know, right. you take the kids and you drive them to a rodeo. And I think a lot of people are just, um, I know uh, my both of my boys' uh, kids are, are uh, rodeoing right now in, in uh, high school. And they load up as a family and they take off and they go for the weekend and um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of family sport and, you know, I mean, it, I'm concerned Scott, because, you know, gas is so high and, and everything, but I think people are still going to try to work it in and get to these rodeos. And, um, I think, I think a lot of people are just excited to see different sports mm -hmm. and learn more about how, uh, how horses are used and what people use horses for and what kind of horses they use. So that's that's kind of what I can tell you. That's awesome. That, that's so great. Mm -hmm. I, I think doing the road to the horse and I think uh, the conference um, yeah. with, uh, you know, I, I think those are ways to get people involved in the horse industry. And then all of a sudden it spurs mm -hmm. to the rodeo industry and it just kind of feeds off each other. Right. Well, I had an interesting job. Um, when, I, when Mr. Kriegel first came on board with us, and he was our benefactor and still is. Um, but when, when he came on board, I ended up with a rodeo team and I ended up with a horse program. And it's not, it's not necessarily a marriage um, that's, that's completely perfect, but you find out real quick, your common denominator is the horse. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, and whether it be the bucking horse, whether it be, uh, the barrel horse, whether it be the team roping horse, whether it be the show horse. And, and the one thing that I've tried to stress in my years here at Western is don't criticize a discipline, learn about it, learn about what's involved, learn about what happens in these disciplines. Um, you know, we've been lucky enough to have clinicians up here. We've had um, Brian Newbert. Uh, we've had Joe Walters come. Um, we've had, um, you know, just, just, just really good people come up here. And, uh, 
and give these give these students a chance to be better horsemen. And it doesn't matter your discipline, you can right. always learn. Absolutely. I learn every day, mm -hmm. you know, every day. Oh, you do. Yeah. And I, I sit back and, you know, I'll watch a class and I'll think, gosh, I didn't know that. You know, it's, it's, uh, and, and you'll see, you'll think, geez, well, that, that's working. Right. So anyway, that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that aspect. I love you saying that because you can learn from every discipline and, and, uh, sure you can. Oh my goodness. There's so much to learn about the horse and, and, you know, well, we can't teach each other the horse to teach us if we'll just listen. And that's what's right. so fun if you just give them enough space. Right. Well, the one thing that, like in her behavior, um, you know, William published published uh, a behavior book. And we also use a lot about the silent communication of the horse. That, you know, we've, we've taken this horse and absolutely by force a lot of the times made them do something without really understanding how they communicate how they think what's best for the horse and you know back in my day because i told you i'm long in the tooth but back in my day people got you know people made really good horses because they had wet saddle blankets right. they did a lot of riding they rode everywhere they went you know, you see people now, they grab a four-wheeler, they grab, you know, a side-by-side. -side. Okay, <clears throat> well, the one thing that I've tried to teach our students is, is we're not using the horse like we used to. You have to understand the nature of the horse. We hit Dr. Miller's identified 10 characteristics of a prey animal. Um, you know, how does a horse see? How does it, you know, I sit back and I think, holy cow, here's this animal that's got vision in this eye and vision in this eye and the eyes are set back and they're seeing something going on over here and something going on over here and then how do they process it? Right. And, you know, I mean, I would be completely, Scott, if I had to process two eyes, I'd be in a heck of a shape. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, because you look at a horse, well, let's take like um, a team roping horse, a head and horse. Okay. Well, you know, he might be seeing, you know, the steer. He might be seeing the healer, the healing horse over on, on his uh, right-hand side. And then on his left-hand side, he's seeing the guy going through selling popcorn, peanuts, caramel coated snacks. You know, I mean, it's, you know, two complete separate visions. And I think, I think people forget, you know, just uh, what a, what a forgiving animal the horse is. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's beautiful what you said and, and seeing two different things like that and then having somebody else on, on your back, you know, and you're, and you're trying to perform at such a high level. So you're getting the feeling of, of somebody on your yeah. back. You're looking at two different things. You're, you have the crowd right. noise. There's a lot going on for that horse. And, and Dr. Yes. Miller's book is just fascinating to read. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, well, you, start... you know, and he's one of the first people that, you know, really put that down. Yes. And, uh, you know, we, we look at it. We look at, um, you know, the special senses. And we study, you know, um, how does a horse see things? How did they view things? Where is their blind spot? Uh, why would they accept something on their back when that's how a prey animal, 
I mean, that's how a predator is going to bring them down. And Absolutely. Them, is they get on the back and, and uh, you know, you watch the lion get the zebra and he jumps on the back and there you go. Yep. That's, yeah. that's exactly right. And they, they let us, you know, it, it's yes. a fascinating deal. And it's great you have the four-year class, you know, for horsemanship. And just so you can understand, yeah. the, you have to understand that to understand the process. Right. I, as far and, as I, you're the educator, but as far as me, what I think. Um, well, I, no, I, I totally agree with everything you've said. I do. Yeah. Um, and that's why this, uh, we have, we have a young horse start and development and we have the sales prep class, but our theory on this, and, uh, and I think, I think if Eric was here with me, he'd agree a hundred percent is you have no idea what it takes, uh, to start a horse unless you actually do it. Yes. And so one of our capstone courses is that you will take a young horse and you will start the horse. Hence the sales prep class and young horse start development. We, we have that as one of our capstones. So it gives everybody a chance to see what it takes and what's involved. And sometimes it's just real easy to write the check and let somebody else do it. Sure, sure it is. Sure yeah. it is. But but to understand yeah. the horse, it, it, once you once yeah. you're learning with the horse, the horse is going to teach you just as much when you're working. You, you know, bet. and each horse is different. You know, the methods are great, but each horse has a little bit different learning. Kind of, I guess, kind of like students. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Very much true. Um, and and you know, uh, I think every student that comes through the program. Um, comes out with a better understanding of how horses think, how they process. Um, you know, one of the hardest things that you're ever going to get a horse to do is forward motion. Well, when you really study what a prey animal is, they're going to have a bite of grass over here. They're going to have a bite of grass over there. They're going to have a bite of grass. You know, they don't think straight line. We're a predator. We think straight line. They don't. And, you know, the kids will always go, geez, forward motion's awful. And, you know, they'll finally get the forward motion and they get their energy up and they get things going. But, um, and, and another, another thing too, I think one of the things that we really try to get across is a horse never forgets anything. You know, when I was a little kid growing up, I never realized how intelligent a horse was. I always thought, well, you know, are they because you don't you don't see any um, you don't see anything from the horse actually, and um, they they never forget a thing, good or bad. And I always tell the kids, try to make it good, don't make it bad, because they're not going to forget that. You can right. work them through it, but if they have a bad experience, trailer loading, or they have a bad experience, that bad experience happened. And that's um, that's something that you're going to have to work through. That's that's true. Yeah, they never they never forget, and and they should. No. You know, no, being a prey animal, no. you can't. It's life or death. No. You know, so they can't forget that. Oh my goodness! So let's talk. Okay, so favorite horse. What was your favorite horse as far as your rodeo horse or or being around well, a horse? What what's one of your favorites? Well, you know, I have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> I think one of my uh, one of my horses um, that I absolutely loved was an old mare. We called her Dolly, big old black mare, had a white star, and um, 
had a chance to use her for everything. And then she had a, she had a colt and um, my daughter Kayla rode that uh, uh, horse all through high school into college. Um, and Kayla's a veterinarian now and, and uh, her name is Kayla Williams in New Plymouth, Idaho. And you sat back and it, it was really funny because I was talking, this mare's name was Nikki. And uh, Nick was one of those horses that you could, you could run poles on her, you could run barrels on her, you could go calf rope on her, uh, you could break away on her, uh, you could, you know, team rope on her, you could do anything and everything, you could haze on this horse. Oh and, you know, my kids, now that their kids are looking at high school rodeo, you know, they called me up and they said, you know, we really had good horses. And I thought, we did. Um, and we had bulldog and teams, Spiffy and Speedy. And, you know, we, we had some winners and um, they're, they're really hard to make Scott. And I think I, I just look back at all the horses that the kids competed on. Um, boy, what I want to give to have them back today. Isn't that amazing? You know? Just cherish yeah. them every day. Yeah. And uh, you know, um, I've got um, three or four retirees that the kids have sent home. And uh, I've got Uncle Bellboy. <clears throat> and he's been to the state high school rodeo. He's been to the national high school rodeo. He's been to the NRA finals. He's been to the circuit finals. And you sit back and you look at him. And, you know, he comes to feed. And he's knees got a big knee. He's got this and that and the other. And, and uh, Kayla maintained him for a long time, but you know, he just hangs out with me now. And I sit back and I look at him and it's like, you know, he was so good to all three of my kids. And uh, you don't forget that. No. And you don't forget those kind of horses. Right, yeah, they become part of your family. Well, you know, when they, they take do. care of your kids, they, they really do. So uh, yeah, I know yeah. we're getting to the end of the show, but I have to ask you, so when someone's going out to look for a horse, and, and, and like the horses you're talking about, how does somebody find that kind of horse? How, how do you, what's the, what's the best way? Well, for us, um, we raised a lot of our horses mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, um, we did back then, but now I would go to somebody, if, if I was looking for a horse, I would go to somebody that probably had something that was proven. Are you looking for a young rider or? You know, just people in general always like, how do you find right. that perfect family horse? You know, do you go to someone you're networked with or do you go to a, a breeder? Do you try and breed your own? Well, some people can't. They're going to buy one horse that suits yeah. the husband, the wife and the child, you know, yeah. from grades well, to the I, I would, I would, uh, uh, we always call it telemoccasin, but uh, I would, by word of mouth, Put the word out that uh, what you're looking for, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I'll get a call once, two or three or four times a month. Do you know where there's a good breakaway horse? And a lot of times you'll see students that you've had maybe in, in college that maybe they're not um, breakaway roping right now. But you can team rope on the horse. You can break away on the horse. Um, you know, the horse is, the horse is a little older. But the horse is sound and you know the horse is proven. And uh, when somebody will call me and say, you know, they're looking for something to learn on or they're looking for, uh, I, I go to people I know and mm -hmm. 
maybe you know if 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 there's um, somebody that I know and trust uh, real well, uh, they'll call me and say, you know, I know there's a pretty good horse here, and like I said, kind of word of mouth. There's a lot of people that that do trade, um, you know, and and a lot of them very reputable. But um, I'll send a feeler out, and uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, the right horse will come around, but. But, you know, a good horse, a really good horse, especially family horse like that, um, they're hard to find. They, they really are. are hard to find. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they sure are. And it takes a lifetime to get them to that perfect spot. And then, oh. you, know, you know, and and just like us. So, you know, they learn every day. And, and when they get to that level, um, they don't leave the ranch for our ranch for sure. We keep just like yours, right. you know, we, we want to yeah. keep them. So, so what advice, so we'll leave with this. What advice do you have for somebody that is trying to get in the industry? Um, if you're trying to get in the industry, the one thing that I've found, Scott, and I think this is really important, a degree matters. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to um, a lot of people that, you know, whether, whether you're in a direct job in the industry, whether it's an indirect job, um, a lot of people want to know that you're educated and that you're educated on how to feed, on uh, how to buy hay, um, you know, all of the basics of managing the industry. Um, and I, I honestly think if I was to tell somebody, I would tell them, find a good program. Um, I like ours, by the way. Yes, <laughs> Find sure. a good program. And... Uh, Come and get get a good background so you understand nutrition, that you understand animal anatomy, um, you understand, oh geez, you understand feet, you understand, uh, you know, your, your two most important relationships for anybody is a veterinarian and a farrier. And if you're going to have horses, those are things that you have to have. Um, have a good relationship with both. And I tell all the students, uh, you know, make sure you have a good relationship with your farrier and vet. But if I, if I was to give advice, I would just say, you know, make sure that you get a good background. You need a background in nutrition. You need a background in anatomy. Make sure you have a good relationship with a farrier and make sure that you have a good relationship with a veterinarian and that you're on a good health regime. Right. It's a team, isn't it? It's a full team. Yes, it is. To support it that is. Horse. Horses are not cheap, Scott. No, no, they're not. <laughs> they're not. And you need a team to help support that horse to get where you need to go, for sure. Right, right. For sure. Well, it, Oli, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. You're such an inspiration. And, and that's kind of why we started. It is why we started the show for inspirational people, people to educate and you do both. And, and uh, it was such a pleasure to meet you and Dylan. And thank you so much for being on our show. Well, thank you, Scott. And uh, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you so much, Ellie. You have a great day and thank you again. All right. You take care, Scott. Thank yes, you. Bye. 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 Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. For more information about today's guest, Oily Else, please visit online, equusonsite.org.com. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 
or visit our website, umwestern.edu. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. NBC News Radio, I'm Brian Shook. President Biden is hitting Russia with new global sanctions. Speaking to a building trade union conference in D.C., Biden said new sanctions are targeting the Kremlin's financial sector and Russian elites. He insisted that ongoing sanctions are wiping out the past 15 years of economic gains in Russia. New details are emerging about the deadly downtown Sacramento shooting, and a Facebook Live video may help investigators put the pieces together. John Bernaysi has more. Police now say there were at least five Five shooters from two different groups, and the shooting was gang-related. One of the suspects, who is injured and still in the hospital, is seen in a Facebook Live video talking about going to clubs hours before the shooting. I just can't go in the club because I ain't got no ID. We're not going in the club. I'm yeah, going to block out, but it's Crips out here. Police are not elaborating on the gang ties or motive. Another suspect is out on bail, but not charged directly in the shooting. A third suspect appeared in court Tuesday and is still in custody. The Democratic-led House is voting to hold two former Trump advisors in contempt of Congress. Peter Navarro and Dan Scavino ignored subpoenas to testify before the committee investigating last year's attack on the Capitol. The criminal contempt citations will be referred to the Justice Department for possible prosecution. Navarro was one of former President Trump's trade advisors, while Scavino was a legal advisor. Texas is planning to send any illegal immigrants captured at the border to the nation. Capital. The first location will be the steps of the United States Capitol. Governor Greg Abbott told reporters in the Rio Grande Valley today the move is needed so politicians realize it's a bad idea for the Biden administration to end Title 42 deportations. The FDA is warning that tainted raw oysters could be linked to a norovirus outbreak. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. For several years, KCAA has been marketing the Longevity brand of nutritional and personal care products. Our experience with Longevity has been 100% positive, so we are pleased to recommend them to you. Regarding nutritional supplements, we recommend Pollen Burst in the berry flavor and Tangy Tangerine 2.0 in the tablet form. For regularity issues, we recommend 3-Day Cleanse, and for personal care, we recommend Morning Hydration Cream. You can shop online for Longevity at www.kcaateam.com or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Longevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Longevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Longevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197. If you're ready for a Las Vegas vacation, here's an offer you can't refuse. The Vegas Travel Center is offering three days and two nights in Vegas free. Just call 909-406-7400. The offer includes accommodations with two free tickets to great Las Vegas entertainment with free meals. So if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you need to jump on this right now. Just call 909-406-7400. Obviously, an offer like this is not going to last. So call now, 909-406-7400 for your three-day, two-night Vegas vacation. That number again, 909-406-7400. Call now. 
Baby's First Photos reminds all our lady listeners that are between 35 and 55 that breast cancer is a serious issue. One out of eight women fall victim to the silent predator, but if detected early, steps can be taken towards the treatment and prevention. Ladies, please schedule a complete physical exam and a breast cancer screening today. This reminder courtesy of Baby's First Photos, serving the area with pride and integrity to capture those childhood memories that last a lifetime. Or for 3D or 4D packages or more, call today at 951-682-0080. That's 951-682-008. Or visit babiesonephotos.com for more info. That's Baby's First Photos on the air because they truly care. You may think every weather app is the same until you see Weatherbug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free 